Yo, this is Steve Bloom, the voice of Zeb in Star Wars Rebels. And you are listening to Star Wars Bookworms. Even men like Talon Card occasionally make mistakes. This is the Chimera. Launch the attack. Time to go to work. You won't let me get killed, will you? Is that what I was supposed to be doing here? I should have brought my lightsaber. You just leave all of this in, everything here. Welcome to how we really record a show, everybody. <laughs> when we're trying to figure out exactly what we're going to say. This is episode 35 of Star Wars Bookworms, and we are trying something new, and it has been interesting. I've been trying to come up with something to say for the past eight minutes. We've um, realized that we're not good at ad-libbing intros. No, we're not. But we also don't like the way our other intro sounded. So 35 episodes in, we're ready to change it, and we have no idea what to say. It's okay. This is kind of like our Christmas episode, if you think about it. It is. But we don't really have anything Christmassy planned. No. So maybe I should put in, like, in the intro music, I could have, like, jingle bells going in the background. That'd be weird. Is there Star Wars Christmas music out there? They have a whole album, right? I guess so. Does that That Carrie Fisher sings on? Oh, please don't do that. I think it's different. Please don't do that. (laughs) No, we're not putting any of that in, but I just thought maybe like Christmas-themed stuff or whatever, but it has been forever since we recorded an episode of Star Wars Bookworms with the holidays and all the stuff going on. You know, we took a little bit of a break. Teresa needed a life adjustment. (laughs) But since the last time we recorded, it's a lot has happened. We've had title announced for the new movie. We've had a trailer. What trailer? For what movie? For, well, they announced the title. For what? The Force Awakens. Oh, that. So Star Wars Episode Seven, <laughs> The Force Awakens. We have a trailer now. We have names for the characters. Like, this all happened literally since the last time we recorded Star Wars Bookworms. And we really haven't done, like, a, a normal review episode in a long time because our last two episodes were, like, interviews with, you know, Vanessa Marshall, really Greg Wiseman. We reviewed a book. We did review a book, kind of. I think we more, did. I would call it, was it more, a review. <laughs> it was kind of like a rabbit trail conversation that turned into a book review. That is how but, things go with Vanessa. But we are back kind of with a full review episode, and we don't have any guests. It's just me and you, which is something we hardly ever do. So, Hey, guess what? What? You said it was Christmas, so I um, decided to... Um, toss a link in there see this is how i do shows last minute um holiday gift guide for books i don't know if you saw this but they did this on starwars.com um just a few days ago and they did a star wars books holiday gift guide so um they kind of um highlighted some interesting stuff and we actually got to see some of these at new york comic-con So one of the first ones they talk about is Star Wars The Adventures of Luke Skywalker, and it's actually a Disney um, publishing book, and you and I got a chance to look at this. Do you remember this one? I do remember this one. This is the one with all the illustrations by Ralph McQuarrie, right? Yeah, yeah, and um, I think it was kind of all the illustrations are Ralph McQuarrie, and then they kind of told the, like, adventures of Luke becoming a Jedi Knight and stuff through the book using Ralph McQuarrie drawings, I believe. Yes. Yeah, that's a really good book for sure. 
Yeah, I don't know what it retails for, but um, it should be available everywhere. Um, the next one is actually one of the books that we um, gave away, which we still need to mail out our giveaways. I feel really bad that we haven't done that. Um, <laughs> I don't think you have, and I have one of the posters, and I haven't sent it out, but we will. And we did send out the Tarkin books. We did do that. Those have been sent out. So the uh, the New York Comic Con exclusives have not been sent out yet. But if you won and you're waiting, they are coming. They are. We just we've been su- both have been super duper busy, um, so we just haven't had a chance to do it. And I'm trying to figure out how to send a poster um, without it getting messed up. So <laughs> bear with us. Um, but this book is actually written by Pablo Hidalgo, and it, it is a Disney published book about Star Wars Rebels, and it's called A New Hero. Um, and in most of the art on the inside, I believe, is all concept art for the show. I believe. Yeah. Um, but, and it's uh, really cool stuff, too. That's a, that's another one that we flipped through at New York Comic Con, and, and it was really impressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so our friend Pablo Hidalgo did it, and it's definitely a really cool book. So you should check that out. Um, the third one they have on here is from the Jedi Academy um, series. That's by Jeffrey Brown, and it's all the, like, cute art and stuff. Um, And it's The Return of the Padawan. And I guess this one's new. I haven't really read these, even though they're adorable and I really want to. I just never have. Yeah, I haven't read these either, but, yeah, they look kind of cool. From what it's saying here, the, I guess, the Jedi Knight, aspiring Jedi Knight that they follow, whose name looks like it's Roan. Is that how you would say that? R-O-A-N? Um, it's year two sees Roan taking on pilot training with less than stellar results. Feeling lost, Roan starts hanging out with the class bullies who aren't as bad as Roan thought they would be, or are they? This incredible original story captures all the humor, awkwardness, fun, and frustrations of middle school, all told through one boy's comics, journal entries, letters, sketches, emails, and more. That's pretty cool. Those sound like books a teacher should have. Hmm. <laughs> um, and then um, Jonathan Rinsler actually suggested um, two books that feature a lot of artwork and stuff. And he's known for most of his nonfiction, every, um, nonfiction books. So he suggested Star Wars Costumes. Um, which I've seen that this book had come out, and I was interested in picking it up, but I don't know anybody who's had it. Um, do you know of anybody that's gotten a chance to look at this one? I've heard people talking about it, and I've heard good things. Um, who's the publisher on this one? That I don't know. Uh, yeah, so this is one I haven't had a chance to look at it myself, but I have heard people talking about it, and they said it's it's pretty cool. Um, I guess just up close pictures of the different costumes that were in the original trilogy, kind of more detail than we're used to seeing from the movies. Um, they get really up close on the costumes where you can really see the the work in detail. So sounds like an interesting book. They're saying there's over 200 new costume photographs, sketches, and behind-the-scenes photos and notes. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then the last one is Star Wars posters. Um, I really like the Star Wars art books. I have Star Wars Art Visions, which I think is the very first one that they ever did, and then I haven't gotten any of them after that, but um, the posters one is pretty cool looking. Have you seen any of the Star Wars art books? 
I have, yeah. I have a couple of them. I haven't seen this one yet, but I'm guessing based on the uh, the title that it's full of posters. Yeah, that's why the foreword <laughs> is by Drew Struzan, who did... Yeah. Uh, his Yeah, he does the best ones, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that sounds like a really cool book, but I haven't had a chance to really uh, look at that one either. Yep, and then the last one is one that I have put on my Christmas list, and it is a book I will get. Um, it's Star Wars The Imperial Handbook, A Commander's Guide by Dan Wallace. Um, it's, again, one of the books kind of like The Jedi Path, Book of Sith, Bounty Hunter's Code. This is the fourth one. Um, and I think I've said this before. I love these, so I have to get it. I have to get it. And I have to get the one with all of the fancy stuff. See, I saw these at the bookstore the other day. Not this one in particular, but the the Jedi Path and the the Sith Code. Is it called Book of Sith? Book of Sith, and they were just like the ones that aren't in the packaging. You know, when they just sold them separate. They did. I mean, more in my price range than the. So what uh, you're telling me is you didn't get me the Imperial Handbook for Christmas. Not yet, but it's not Christmas yet. So, (laughs) okay, you never know. Cross your fingers. Don't get your hopes up. Good. And then the last book that they suggested on this list is from the world of novels and comics, so right up our alley. Um, And it's the Star Wars Deluxe Edition by J.W. Rensler and Mike Mayhew, and it collects the eight issues comprising the comic book series The Star Wars, based on George Lucas's rough draft script. Um, So that's interesting. You know what's funny about these? Hmm. That... We actually, we've been reviewing all the comic volumes as they've been coming out, and we never reviewed this one. This particular, The Star Wars? Yeah, we never reviewed The Star Wars. We, uh, I think for whatever reason, it just kind of slipped through our fingers and we never got around to it. Um, I think that might have been because I purposely didn't want to do it, so when you didn't put it on our review list, I never even was like, oh, well, let me, like, suggest, no. Didn't remind me? You noticed and you didn't remind me? (laughs) No. Sorry. Sorry, but no. There's a couple more books on this list. Oh, there are. Huh. Tarkin. Um, Tarkin, um, William Shakespeare's The Empire Strike It's Back, the Ian Dosher series. Um... Do you do those? No. I I really like Shakespeare, but if I'm going to do Star Wars story, I can't do it in iambic pentameter. I, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah, I started <laughs> I the cool first idea. one. It was fun kind of reading through it, but once I got about a third of the way through the first one, I kind of was like, okay, I get what they're doing here, but I don't necessarily want to read the entire thing because I kind of know how this story ends. Like, I would almost rather see the play, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I would, I would rather see William Shakespeare's Star Wars, whatever, on a stage rather than reading it. But this is a good Christmas list, mainly because I don't own any of these except for Tarkin. So Yeah. This yeah. is a good list because I would want most of these. So I'm trying to figure out who wrote this so that I can give them credit for the fact that they wrote this. I did post it on our Facebook page, though, so it's been up there for a couple of days. Oh, it was Jen Heddle. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. You rock. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just like to point out that in the, t- the sub, the, like the whatever, the subtitle, Below in the article, it says, For the perfect book for the nerf herders and princesses in your life. I like that. I can't so believe I would you be, didn't see me post this. 
So I would be a nerf herder and you'd be a princess? I don't want to be a princess, but yeah, sure. Okay. Well, we can both be nerf herders. Mm -mm. I'm definitely not a you princess. Can, you can herd some <laughs> nerfs. You go on. You go right on ahead and herd some nerfs. There's only two choices. <laughs> well, I'm choosing the non-choice. <laughs> so, well, so thank you for. Books. Yeah, I was gonna say thank you for injecting some uh, Christmas stuff into our unintentional Christmas episode. You're welcome. Now, here during that whole part in the background should be jingle bells. Jingle bells. Okay, I will. I will do that. In or post. Olaf singing in summer. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we did a book club book that went through kind of like middle of November to beginning of January, kind of, or beginning of January. Wow, that's a long time. Beginning of December. Um, and we did it for the, Jim Harkin. I think the official end date was December 14th, so we're only yeah. three days off of that. Yeah. So people might have just started finishing it up. I think a lot of people finished it early. I will admit, I did not finish it. I will I admit, I have not read it. <laughs> <laughs> so I, we appreciate all the people that joined in on the book club and were, you know, putting in their comments. And I, I put in a few comments over there, but I'm, pr I'll say I'm probably about a third. No, I'm probably about halfway through it right now. Oh, impressive. Um, I am not. So, but yeah, this one was just with everything going on, obviously, because we haven't been recording episodes. But um, yeah, I didn't have a lot of time to be reading it, but... I did read about half of it. No, I know. I really need to read it. I need to get, need to get it done because I want to read Heir to the Jedi. I will say this, though. Um, it started out a little slow for me. In the first chapter, I really like kind of lost interest after reading the first chapter because it's literally about Tarkin. Hey, hush. It, it's not a spoiler. No. Spoiler alert. No. It's about Tarkin like, picking out clothes. That's and so Why are you I telling was... me that? Now it's ruined. No, I've ruined the entire book for you. You did. But, yeah, so I was kind of just like, and eh, I think I lost interest and didn't read much more beyond that. But now that I've actually read into the book, I'm actually liking it. I think I think it's gotten some negative feedback from, you know, different reviewers and stuff. But overall, I am enjoying the book. It's, this is not a Tarkin book review. I know. I'm just, I'm just giving my general thoughts. It only took like 30 seconds. Moving okay. on. All right. <coughs> oh, well, now you made me cough. Um, well, we are not picking a book for January, and there is a lot of stuff going on. Um, I guess I can officially say I am moving back to Texas in January, so I am not going to be doing a whole lot of reading. Um, so we won't be doing that. Um, we will look into picking a book for February, though, but that does not mean that the people in the book club can't organize something and pick a book for January on their own, so we'll make sure to say something in there. But, um, we are not picking one. Um... So do you want to talk about the title of For some the random movie that they happened to announce? Well, I was thinking because of all this stuff happened, you know, between the last time we recorded and now with the title and the teaser trailer and the names, I figured, you know, even though it's not necessarily book related or comic related, it would still be fun to kind of talk about it. So it's big news. And I think we've always said on this show, we're going to talk about the books and comics, but if something big happens in the Star Wars world, we're probably going to talk about that too. So obviously the title announcement of Star Wars Episode Seven is a huge deal. What did you think about the title? What was your kind of first impression? You know what's funny? It's so long ago. I like have to... You don't remember? I don't remember. <laughs> um, no, what I do remember though, this is what sticks out in my mind, is how everybody was making fun of it. And making coffee jokes. 
That's what I remember. Yeah, like snooze button. <laughs> yeah. The force yeah. asked for five more minutes. Yeah, that was funny. I I will say my first impressions were not necessarily negative, but I was just like, hmm. You know, it, it seemed a little funny sounding, but the more I thought about it, and now that I've heard it for so long, it just sounds normal. Mm-hmm. Like, it just sounds like the title of the movie, and I'm completely okay with it now. But I think the initial reaction was a little like, hmm, that's not necessarily what I would have thought they would have picked. But And it kind of begs the question, you know, what does it mean? You know, the Force awakens. like Because this is supposed to happen like 30 years after Return of the Jedi. So what's the Force been doing for 30 years, you know? It's been asleep. It's been asleep yeah. for a lot longer than that. Yeah, and I guess maybe... Because I, you know, we read the books and stuff like that. You you kind of think about the story that happens in the books, and you think, okay, Luke went and started a Jedi Academy and all this stuff. Oh, and... spoiler alert! <laughs> spoiler alert for what? Because you know I haven't read any of that stuff. Well, you know, you know the basic <laughs> stuff that's happened. <laughs> that's two things I've ruined for you tonight. Golly, you're on a but, roll. Yeah, so to me, it's a little. It's kind of like, oh, is this implying that like Luke? didn't do anything after Return of the Jedi, you know, with the Force. Like, he didn't go start, you know, some kind of academy, which I'm guessing, based on what we know so far, it sounds like he didn't. So, it's you know it's an I interesting title. What's that? We should do a new segment. And it should be called Storytime with Aaron. And you should read a part of one of the books I haven't read before for everybody <laughs> to hear. Start reading book ec- excerpts? Yeah. I don't know. That'd be awesome. You Pretty sure play, we'd lose you listeners. You can play like, um, like masterpiece theater music in the background. <laughs> that actually might be funny. We could start like doing that. Like we'll plug it in at the end of the episode. So if people don't want to listen to it, they don't have to. That'd be really funny. Um. Anyway, back to the title. So I kind of agree with you. I'm kind of curious what the force has been up to, and why it was sleeping. Um. In all seriousness, though, I think what it really means is that we're going to have the rise of new Force users, whether that be, you know, Sith or, you know, not. Um, You know what's hard? It's hard to say what I feel about the trailer, or about the trailer, about the title, because we've now seen the trailer. If we had talked about the title before we had seen the trailer, I feel like I would have said something different. Well, I think it's good, though, because what we're doing, the other podcasts, when this stuff first came out and they just gave their initial reactions, we've actually had time to think about it and like take everything in context with what's been released. So, I mean, if we're talking about what the title means to us, it's going to obviously be colored by what we saw in the trailer, too. Mm-hmm. So, And you kind of see you know, even the opening of the trailer where he's like, there has been an awakening. Isn't that what he says? I think so. Something like that. You know, can you feel it? You know, like, and then, and then Boyega pops on the screen. And so, yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe the force, like you said, maybe the force is awakening in certain people. You know, maybe, you know, John Boyega's character, you know, suddenly realizes he can use the force. And, you know, since he's a stormtrooper, that kind of puts him in a weird position. You know, so it could mean a lot of things, but that I kind of like your theory there that it might mean it's actually not that the force has been asleep, you know. In general, but maybe it's just awakening in certain people. I didn't say that. You did. Oh, you said that. <laughs> I don't think I did. But okay. I just expounded on it. Expounded? Expanded? 
Expounded's a word. Expounded is a word? Yeah. Oh, you should find <laughs> a definition of that. Well, we, it I will. like sponge and expand. Well, expunged is a word, too. Well, I know expunged um, is a word. Now I want to know what this <laughs> is. What does expounded mean? How do you spell it? Now I'm going to, like, prove myself wrong here. Expound. Okay. I got it. I got it. It's a verb. Pre- um, present and explain a theory or idea systematically and in detail. I used it correctly. <laughs> present, put forward, set forth, propose, propound, propound, and expound. Explain the meaning of from a literary or doctrinal work. Explain, interpret, duplicate, elucidate. Ooh. So instead of instead of words. instead of reading time with Aaron, we can have word time with Aaron. Yeah, we have <laughs> definition time with Aaron. Um, but back to the trailer. We we're <laughs> kind of talking about that. Um, yeah, so that happened. The trailer came out, <laughs> and it was <laughs> it was pretty awesome. I mean, we both watched it. I think right as it came out, we waited up. Um, the night before, there was all these rumors that it might come out at like 3 a.m. It might well, come out did. at midnight. Okay. We can explain what we did. We joined a massive group chat on Skype, um, and we waited for the Eastern midnight release, which didn't happen. So we waited for the Pacific time midnight release at 3 a.m., which didn't happen. Then went to bed, then woke up, and we were both probably up like around 9, back in the massive Skype chat, waiting for this 10 a.m. release which happened to be like around 10:15 with us massively clicking on stuff and breaking the site um <laughs> until it would work. And then we saw it and then we fangirl flailed. You fangirl flailed. So did you. You know I you fanboy flailed. No, that's not a thing. Even fanboys Oh, it's admit, not. Even fanboys admit that they fangirl flail. So you might as well oh, okay. just get with the program, especially since you're an honorary fangirl. Well, I did cry, so that you know that works. I cried a little bit. Yeah. When I saw X-Wings flying over the lake. But Do you know it was a lake? I think it was a lake. Usually, since there's mountains, usually there'd be a lake next to it. I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying. Well, <laughs> but yeah, the trailer was amazing, I thought. Like, I did too. My initial impressions of it, I was just like, holy cow. Like, I think I watched it. I ended up putting it up on my Apple TV because watching it on a computer is fine. But I wanted to see it like on a bigger screen in HD. Yeah, you did that and, after I did that. Yeah. And I think I think I saw you tweet about it or something. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna do that. So I threw it up on my Apple TV and oh man, that thing just looks amazing in HD. And I think I watched it like twenty to twenty five times literally in a row. Did you really say holy cow? Holy cow? Yeah. <laughs> you didn't. Is it okay. That's fine. Is that is that not a good thing to say? No, I'm just saying like holy or cow is- sounds like it's like the PC version of what you probably really said. <laughs> yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> We're a family-friendly show. Holy usually. cow, it's amazing. Um, gee willikers. Gee whiz. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, those were the things Jiminy. that I was saying. Well, my son was with me, so I had to... Well, then you probably to... did. You were like, holy cow. No. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? Anyway, but I was flipping out. So, favorite part of the trailer... For me, it was definitely the X-Wings. Um, okay, say a second. You said one. Uh, and that's, that's it then. Okay. Mine? Um, BB-8. Really? That's my favorite part. Yeah. So, okay. So there's two things I would say in the trailer that were kind of 
uh, not controversial, but there was some people that kind of had issue with, and I would say that would be BB-8, mm-hmm. the the ball droid, and then um, Kylo Ren's lightsaber. Well, they were the two Stephen things that Colbert kind of stuck out. Explain the lightsaber, so everybody should be fine with that. Yes, and I I'm fine with them now. I do admit that when I first saw the trailer, those two things did stick out to me as being a little odd, like the the ball droid. I was like, hmm, that's interesting. And then the lightsaber okay. as well. BB but doesn't want to be your friend either. It's hey, it's been a long, it's been a while. I've, you know, he's got a name now. If it's a he, I've actually heard a lot of people saying they think it's a she. They haven't been saying they think it's a she. They've been saying they want a girl droid because everybody's all about, you know, let's have girls everywhere. And this is a girl <laughs> saying that because I'm really getting sick and tired of it. Like just, it's a droid. Who cares? It doesn't really have a gender, but I'm gonna call it a he. You know. Well, maybe it will be. If somebody refers to it as she in the movie, then we'll know. Well, I'll still but... call it a he. <laughs> you it's do what like, you want. It's like when you have an animal and you know it's a girl, but you just keep calling it a he. You know, like somebody Nobody else's like somebody else's dog. Oh, I've done it so much. Like They're like, yeah, you know, her name is blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, come here. Come here, little boy. Because you just <laughs> automatically think that it's like a dog. That's just like, rude. It's like a dude. <laughs> it's like a dog dude I don't know there's other people that have done that it's not just me but you were on board with BB-8 from the get go right oh, yeah. like it didn't take you any time to come yeah. around see for me it, it took me a minute to come around to like the idea okay and I'm still not convinced it's just a ball droid I feel like maybe it has legs that it pop out it does not some... have legs we don't know it could if it does it's weird and I'll just say here too, I I'm very spoiler free on this. So if there's been like stuff leaked and we already know some of these details, I don't know because I've been keeping myself spoiler free. I me too. I don't look so, at anything. So So our speculation here is completely based on nothing other than our own minds. <laughs> yeah. And so for instance, like one of the most powerful parts I thought of the trailer too was when um Boyega's character pops up from the bottom of the screen and he's in a stormtrooper outfit because I had kept myself from knowing anything so I didn't know he was going to be a stormtrooper and I was like holy holy cow um <laughs> you know he's a stormtrooper um and so that was pretty cool for me and he's not a clone no he's not which a clone. apparently some people thought he was supposed to be but no he's just a dude yeah which, that's something we should talk about which the stormtrooper we don't have to get too far into it because no. i think it's been beaten to death but probably i think that i think people you know people were misinformed or whatever had certain expectations but in this time period and even you know much earlier than this even in star wars rebels the stormtroopers are not clones anymore so right. we need to get that out of our mind they're just people they can be they can be any anybody Boy, girl, white, black. They could be anybody. So. Yeah. So we kind of already mentioned BB-8's name. Um, I think we said something about Kylo Ren. But so the names were released in kind of an interesting fashion online. They actually did them in kind of the classic um, trading card style. Yeah, you have- and I, I get why a lot of people were really kind of excited about this. Like the older fans, you know, that probably experienced the original tops cards and stuff but for me i was like that's cool but i wasn't super impressed by it or anything but i mean i wasn't around when those movies came out yeah it was around for any of that so it's kind of it kind of goes over my head as a newer fan but i get the the nostalgic whatever you know yeah 
it was kind of a cool way to do it. Um, but I think we got like five names. Um, so we know now John Boyega's character's name is Finn. But they didn't give us a last name. Mm-hmm. And then um, Daisy Ridley's character's name is Ray. They didn't give us a last name. And we talked about BB-8. Kylo Ren is the guy with the lightsaber. We still don't know what his face looks like. And then, <laughs> and then the guy oh, in the I X-wing. Love Sith lords, <clears throat> even if they're not just dark side characters with cool names. Just carry a red lightsaber, and and you will impress Teresa. <laughs> And you know then, what? He might be cooler than Darth Maul. Eee! All based on like a five-second clip Kylo of him. His name is Ren. Like that's like Elvish hot, like <laughs> Legolas. <laughs> it is kind of a cool name. Um, and then the guy in the X-wing, um, played by Oscar Oscar Isaac, uh, was Poe Dameron. Yeah, I've heard it said different ways. Dameron, Dameron. Um, whatever. I think his last name sounds very Star Wars, but Poe reminds me of Mulan. Uh, yeah, Mulan or, the uh... fat one. Maybe. Kung Fu Panda, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the one that stuck out to me as being kind of an odd name, Poe. Edgar Allan Poe. It just doesn't sound like, you know, you're thinking, oh, this is a cool X-Wing pilot, he'd have a cool name, and his name's Poe. But, we have to remember that one of the X-Wing pilots from the original trilogy's name was Wedge. So, yeah, but that's, that's still not the same as Poe. It's just it's a weird name, it but is. it's a Star Wars name. So doesn't um, Poe does not sound like Star Wars name. It'll, Cameron we'll get, does. We'll get used to it. Um, but the interesting thing, the fact that they left out the last names of Finn and Ray on purpose, and, duh. Yep, and I wonder, do you think that the reason they left them out is because they're names that we would recognize? Probably. And they don't. They're trying to keep it a mystery. They don't want us to know that it's Ray Solo or Ray Skywalker. Oh my God, you went there. Oh well, I man, it is not gonna be Ray Solo. What makes you say that? Because they don't want to do what was done in the books, so they're purposely not going to do it. So you don't think they're gonna have any kids? Han and Leia just no. never, just I never had not. a family. I do not. Thirty years. I don't. Okay. It's, I mean, that's definitely, if that's they're trying like to... That's saying everybody that gets married has to have kids, which is not true. Oh, I don't think that at all. But I'm just saying... And we don't even know if they got married. True. We don't. But... So, huh. <laughs> their love story was a Leia. big... <laughs> their love story was a big, you know, kind of a big focus, especially of Return of the Jedi. So it would imply that they maybe didn't get married, but they were going to end up together. anything... It does. No, it doesn't because they didn't tell the rest of the story. You're going off of Expanded Universe. Well, I'm sure the Expanded Universe definitely has has an influence on the way I think. Well, but when, I've, when I know, turn out that's to natural. be wrong, then people can go back to episode 35 and they can shame me for life. But I really don't think that's going to be it. So you don't think, because the only reason why, because I kind of agree with you. I think they're trying to go completely different direction then the books, you know, we're not going to see a marriage aid. You know, we obviously aren't going to see Jaina or anything like that. Um, even though I think there's some people out there that are still holding out hope. But we're not going to see those characters. And I, I think you're right about them trying to kind of stay away from that stuff. But the only reason why I'm thinking that maybe Rey is a Solo or a Skywalker is because they did leave her name out. Um, 
and I don't I can't think of like any other super recognizable names that you know that they would have wanted to leave it out to keep it a surprise eh, who knows so that's the only reason why I was starting to think hmm maybe she is of that lineage um, but they just don't want to reveal that yet I don't know but I've been hearing people say that I don't want to I don't want to know I don't wanna what know. I don't want to know what people have been saying <laughs> You don't want to hear any speculation about Finn? Nope. It's not Calrissian. Well, good, because that's stupid. <laughs> that would be stupid. I agree. I'd be disappointed if he was Finn Calrissian. Please pardon the cat in the background. Just continue. Oh, people are used to it. Yeah, I know. But I have heard people speculating that he could be a, a descendant of that character that was in um, Rebels. And I can't remember his last name now. Um, Maybe not a descendant. Maybe it is him. I think he'd be too... Well, so, yeah. So it's interesting, but overall, do you like the names? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah, so do I. I think they're good. The only one I had a little bit of issue with was Poe, but it, it's already grown on me. I don't care anymore. I think it's I think it's fine. Poor Poe. Po. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's... I guess I just wanted to talk a little bit about the title and the trailer and the names. I thought it would be interesting to kind of... I know we both have already talked about at least a trailer on other podcasts so people may have already heard us say some of these things but to hear um, our immediate thoughts of the trailer right after we first saw it go over to uh i think it's podbean or anywhere really i think podbean and um fangirl chat yeah go to podbean search for fangirl chat and there fangirlchat.podbean.com i believe yeah we did um we did it literally our like right after trailer reactions. It was me, you, Trisha, and um, William Devereaux. William Devereaux. Yep. So that was fun. Yeah. If you want to hear kind of our unfiltered, I think you would call it flailing mm-hmm. about the trailer. That would be uh, yeah over on that podcast. And then I think you've done it on a. You've probably talked about it on some other mm-hmm. podcast too. I don't think I have. I think that's the only place I've talked about it. Well, let's move on and talk about actual <laughs> comics, uh, which is that which since that's kind of what we do on the show. True. Um, but so Marvel is coming out with comics for Star Wars. We all know that's happening. By the way, if you haven't bought your Dark Dark Horse comics on the uh, Dark Horse digital library, you might want to do that soon because I think like as soon as January hits, they're gone. So and then it's probably going to be hard to find them. Um, on the secondary market, so you might want to start buying that stuff now. Mm. But Marvel is coming. Their number one, Star Wars number one, has been getting a lot of attention. And one of the reasons why it's getting a lot of attention is they're doing like literally a ridiculous amount of variant covers. Yeah, I really have no words. Like when I say ridiculous, <laughs> I mean like I think 50? there's. Yeah, I think there's been over 60-something covers. They have a number of variants. Then I think there's like a ton of comic shops out there. They're getting their own, you know, yeah, my, variant. Um, my comic book shop here in Tampa that I go to, um, Heroes Haven plug, um, they are getting their own. So. And I don't know. I guess maybe that's kind of like business as usual for Marvel. I'm not a big Marvel comics collector, so I've been I've heard from some people, oh, that's just kind of what Marvel does. But in my opinion, man, that's a lot of variant covers. And I know there's collectors out there that <laughs> are completionists that are going to be probably pulling their hair out trying to find all of these things. Yeah. 
can I uh, can I just say how I really feel about this? Yeah. Yeah, I don't like it at all. <laughs> I um, it's making me very uh, like disinterested in actually reading the comic at all to begin with because I think I would have been fine with it if it was kind of a more humble thing like you know yes we know we're Marvel yes we know we're getting the Star Wars license back and we want to respect what Dark Horse has done you know so let's just you know we'll start the series and maybe have a couple of variants or something like that or maybe like a series of covers that kind of go together but like this is overboard in my opinion and this is I mean I'm gonna make some enemies right here but like I feel like it's kind of pompous um but again, you know, if that's how Marvel how Marvel rolls, then I guess that's just something we're going to have to get used to. But it's just something that's very different from what we've seen before. Um, and I just don't... It's kind of rubbed me the wrong way, honestly. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with you. I think it, it, do, it does... It is a little overkill for this. Um, I think they're trying to make a big splash with this. They're trying to, you know, obviously sell a lot of issues, and this is maybe one way... You know, they're constantly releasing, hey, look, we have a new variant, new variant. It's, so it's always in people's mind. And so when it does release, you know, that's just, I guess in a way it's kind of good marketing. But at the same time, I think it can tire people out. And I, I kind of agree with you. I'm starting to lose interest, you know, just because I'm hearing about it so much. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness. Like, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to read it. We're going to read it. Of course, them, yeah, we're going to read it. But at the same I'm not going to go out and buy more than one issue just because they made 60 variant covers i'm only gonna buy one you know whatever are you one that you're gonna buy this one or are you, are you gonna get it digitally i'll get it digitally yeah um which i don't know how it works digitally maybe they'll have all the variant covers right there and you can just That's and it won't dumb. matter but why i mean even if want, i why would you want digital variants not saying you're dumb i'm just saying like <laughs> Like, dude, I don't think they do that. I don't think they do digital variant covers. Somebody please email us if we're completely wrong. We clearly don't buy Marvel. A lot of times what they'll do is when they release the trade, um, you know, or the collection or whatever, they will have, like, all the different variant covers in the back Hmm. of the collected issues. Um, But with this many variants, I don't think they'll do that. They'll probably pick a select few. Um, So... There probably will be a way to get them, you know, collected. I don't know. Shoot, they could they could release a whole issue that's just the covers, you know, with that many covers, and may, and who knows? They... <laughs> You're gonna make fun of all the words I say tonight. Tonight, yes. <laughs> but, it's just but, you and me. <laughs> well, yeah, I know. Do you so? Do you like any of the covers? I mean, have you looked at them? Is there any that stick out to you that you're kind of like, oh, that's kind of a cool cover, or any of them that you think look really bad? Um. <laughs> you know, that you think look really bad. I know um, you didn't like yes. the like little cartoony one. Um, I put it as our cover picture on on Bookworms, and you're like, "Why did you put that one? It looks stupid." <laughs> yeah, uh, that would be the Scotty Young variant. So sorry, Scotty, but Teresa does not like your art. I don't like it. I like the way R two, three PO, and Chewie look. I don't like the way the people look. Um, you know. I've just gotten so turned off by all of this that, like, I haven't really paid a lick of attention to any of them that have come out. I think there's one that I like, um, and it's, um, by, like, Mike Diodato, um, and it's got Vader and Boba Fett on the cover. It looks pretty cool. Oh, I see that one. Um, 
that one is okay. Uh, that's all I got for you, man. What about, okay, so I like the, I think the one that they're doing that they're calling the launch party variant that has actually has Jackson, which is like the infamous green rabbit from the old Marvel comics standing on the other side of the door yeah, where like all, all the characters, I think that's a, I personally think that's kind of a cool, you know, nod to, you know, the older Marvel stuff. So I thought that one was pretty creative. Um, some of the Boba Fett ones look kind of cool. The, the one by, uh, 80 Granov. I guess it's the forbidden planet variant. That one's kind of cool. Boba Fett, like hitting his fist into the ground. Um, and then the only other one that really stands out to me is the Greg land one, uh, with Luke kind of in the foreground. Um, that one's kind of cool too, but <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, Boba Fett, Luke. I mean, Luke. people know who I like, you know. <laughs> but yeah, There's so nothing with an Ewok on it or a big R two D two. So, but at least the covers kind of give us a little bit of a hint of like who's going to be in it. I mean, obviously we know the big three are going to be there. Chewbacca looks like Darth Vader is going to be playing a part, but then the fact that Boba Fett's on so many covers. Um, I guess he's going to be appearing as well. So it should say, be interesting. Did you say Boba Fett? Or Bubba. Bubba Fett. Bubba Fett. And Bubba Fett. My son calls him Bubble Fett. <clears throat> That's <so>. awesome. <laughs> and then we also got some news that Marvel is actually going to be remastering the original A New Hope adaptation. Um, the article that we're looking at is over from Club Jade, but they're reprinting their first Star Wars adaptation next year in a hardcover. Um, the comics by Roy Thomas and Howard Chaikin will be fully recolored by Chris Sotomayor and feature a new cover from Addie Granoff. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah. Um, the, the change in the coloring is, is very interesting. They showed like a side by side picture. Mm -hmm. Did you see that? Mm -hmm. And it's kind of interesting because like the, the way, like, older comics look it kind of had a certain color palette and it really dated them but when you look at the new color scheme it very much tries to make it look more modern but it kind of takes away a little bit of that nostalgic feel as well so i don't know it's it, it's interesting i i probably won't buy this but i'll if i run across it in the bookstore i'll flip through it mm -hmm. just to kind of see how different it looks but i never really read the original um new hope comics anyways yeah so I guess we should move on to the stuff we're actually supposed to review. Um, we're doing kind of like an overview review, not really like in-depth review of these two comics. So, um, Just for time's sake. Yeah, we wanted to talk so much about the, uh, the Force Awakens stuff that we, we're kind of going to cut the reviews a little short. But we'll probably talk a little bit more about Son of Dathomir than we will about Rebel Girl. Yeah. So um, just our spoiler policy, we typically wait at least a month um, after a release date to review a book or a comic. So if we're reviewing it, you can expect full spoilers, or in this case, moderate spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> but the first one up is Darth Maul, Son of Dathomir. It was originally released on October 1st, 2014. The writer is Jeremy Barlow. Artist is Juan... F How would you say that? Frigieri? Frigieri? Yeah. Um, the timeline is sometime during the Clone Wars, um, because this did take place during the kind of, I guess, um, Lost Missions time frame. Um, the publisher's summary is, 
Getting cut in half by Obi-Wan Kenobi and being rejected by his former Sith master, Darth Sidious, isn't going to defeat Darth Maul. In fact, it only makes him mad enough to take on the galaxy with an army of Mandalorians. After forming the Shadow Collective, a criminal organization composed of the Hutts, Black Sun, the Mandalorians, and the Fearsome Knight Brothers, Maul wages war against Darth Sidious and his generals, Count Dooku and General Grievous. Adapted from unproduced screenplays for Season 6 of the Clone Wars television show, this is the final chapter planned for Darth Maul's saga. Canon yes. story! This is canon, yes. This is... Uh... Some of the new stuff that's coming out, you know, there's not that much that's come out so far. We have uh, uh, Tarkin that we were talking about that's canon, the the Rebels novel, um, A New Dawn was canon. And so this, I guess these are the first comics really that are canon and the only Darth, or the only Dark Horse comics that will be canon. Only Darth Horse. Darth Horse. <laughs> that would be a cool character. <laughs> Darth Horse. <laughs> <laughs> Darth Horse look like? Would he be black with like red eyes, like Lord of the Rings, like the the Wraith's horses? Yes. Dark Horse. That's exactly what it would be. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is canon. And like lightsaber, you were saying, like lightsaber, um, horseshoes, you know, <laughs> bam. Like if he kicked you, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you want to keep going with this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so it's based on because it's based on actual screenplays from I guess what was supposed to be season six of the Clone Wars, but became the Lost Missions. Um, this is canon, so everything that happens in this comic, I guess you know, really happened, um, and some interesting stuff did happen. Um, it's a Darth Maul story, so Darth I'm guessing Maul lives. You, you were kind of excited for that, he right? Lives. That's at the end. I don't care. Not he there yet. lives. He does live, what but... What does that mean for my life? Like, let's... Maul's alive, Ahsoka's alive, Rex is alive, Cody's alive. What is going on? I know. Are they going to end any of these storylines? Never. But, well, it's kind of interesting. We'll, we'll just go to it because you already brought it up. But it says right here, this, you know, in the synopsis, this is the final chapter planned for Darth Maul's saga. So it kind of gives you the impression that this is supposed to be his last story. But he lives and and he just kind of, you know, he goes out into the galaxy. So are we just to think that like, you know, Darth Maul is just still kind of running around out there? Or? It's the same thing as Ahsoka. This is the final chapter planned. Well, what we saw in season five was the final chapter planned technically of Ahsoka at that point in time. That's all that means. That's Filoni speak. I guess, but it, it just made me think he was going to die. Yeah, but he didn't die. He's I was kind of hoping, I was kind of hoping he would die. Were you hoping he would die? No. No. I just want closure. Like He's I feel like so, there's so many characters out there. Like you just listed off some, you know, that are still just their fates are unknown, and it's. I guess it leaves more opportunities for storytelling for him, but I just don't know where else he you can go at this point. That means that. Um, that Del Rey can come back and say, hey, Drew Carpition, we want you to do a book about Darth Maul after he leaves at the end of the Clone Wars. Okay. Favorite author, favorite character, together is one. That would be cool. I'm sure I'm <laughs> sure we would buy that book. Um, would buy it a lot. But let's rewind a little bit. Rewind. Um, so at the beginning of this comic, we do have... 
them. Well, I mean, Darth Maul, last we saw him in the Clone Wars, he was basically beat down by Darth Sidious. And Darth Sidious is like, I'm going to keep you because I have plans for you. And then that's the last we hear from him. At the beginning of this comic, he's in prison. And then he breaks out of prison. So Mm -hmm. did that kind of come across to you as a little bit rushed almost? Like, okay, there's this – because I knew when I watched it on The Clone Wars and I was thinking, oh, man, Darth Sidious has captured him and he's got these plans for him. And and then he just kind of gets away. So I was a little disappointed that there wasn't more to that story. No. No? Mm Mm-mm. Didn't disappoint you. Mm-mm. You just wanted to see him break out of prison. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see him go and do his Darth Maul thing. Well, did you know that the prison in the comic is the same one from Rebels? So people say. From Rise of the Old That's Masters. That's what they say. I don't know if I agree. That's what they say. I would just what? like to point out that in the comic, they never say it's Stygian Prime. That what they do say they say? Stygian. That's all they say. They say a prison on Stygian. That's it. There's no prime. None of that. I don't know if that means it's the same thing or if I'm just being nitpicky, but that's... I think it is I think it is the same place, but you're right. I don't think it was ever specifically said that it's the exact same prison. I don't think they called it the Spire in the comic, although they called it the Spire in Rebels. But it does look very similar. The hallways look almost identical. So, and it would just be a really cool tie-in if they if it was the same place. So, I'm gonna say it is. I'm going with that. Okay. But there's some cool stuff happened in this comic. You know, Dooku um, interacts with Maul in the prison. It was interesting to see those two characters interact because they basically both play the same role. You know, they're the the apprentice of Darth Sidious, um, and obviously they really Maul. Maul to just kill Dooku. Yeah, well, we knew that wasn't going to happen. But I just really wanted him to. And I was like, just do it, dude. Just do it. Yeah. And then we get to see them kind of at the end, actually, in some battles, which which I thought was something that was interesting um, in this comic. There was a lot of, like, fanboy-ish moments that was almost like, oh, wow, were they really going to do this in the show? Like, they literally... person-ish moments. Well, when I say fanboy, because that, that term, in my mind... Um, is kind of like All it's used. Yeah, it's used in a way that it's like, what would what would a fanboy want to see? You know, like oh, I want to see Darth I'm Maul versus. Boy. But it doesn't matter. I'm not genderizing it. Are I'm just sure? saying. <laughs> I think it's a fan person. Hey, if you can use fan girl flail for a general term for anyone that can, can do that, I then made I can. It up. I can say fanboying. <laughs> I made it up. <laughs> but okay, fanboys and girls, you know, they would, you know, if they could pick, like, oh, I want to see this matchup, you know, I want to see, you know, whatever, like, some of those type of matchups showed up in this comic. You know, we had Grievous versus Darth Maul, you know, something that probably a lot of people would want to see. You know, we had a scene where literally there were Ala Sakura, Mace Windu, Obi Wan Kenobi, and some other random Jedi versus Wait, Darth Master Maul. Tipley. Master Tipley. Do you remember and- Tipley and Tiplar? I do. Okay, so see, I'm wondering if this happens after the death of Tiplar. Definitely. Okay. I, was I would say to definitely. That out. And it was cool seeing this after seeing the Lost Missions because when I saw her, I was like, hey, I know that weird one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I saw her, I recognized her from, you know, her sister being killed in the Lost Missions. So these two sisters didn't really have very much luck. No. Uh, no. One got shot in the back by a clone, and the other one got skewered by dooku mm-hmm. 
But yeah, kind of like what I was saying though. You know, did you notice that there's a lot of these kind of big battles and like I'm trying to I'm trying to imagine this in the actual TV show if this was in the script, you know, this battle with, you know, four Jedi masters versus Darth Maul and Count Dooku at the same time. Like that's that's like an epic battle. It's probably why they didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cuz it would have been really hard. I almost wonder if, like, maybe in the show it was, like, kind of on a smaller scale, but once it got into the comic form, they're like, hey, we can, like, really expand this. And maybe some of what we saw on comic page wouldn't ever have been shown on screen. That's entirely possible. I don't know. Maybe. I never really thought about what this would look like if it was actually episodes of the show. Oh, really? Yeah. I was thinking that, like, kind of the whole time I was reading it. I was like, huh, I wonder how this would look on the show and like does this story really fit kind of that clone wars feel i was thinking about it the whole time really yeah i'm a i'm a lot different i think i've mentioned this before and on a lot of my podcasts and stuff i don't really tend to think very deeply i sort of take things for what they are and that's about all as far as i go with it um because i'm not a big speculator and i'm not i'm not the kind of person that kind of does stuff like that so i just kind of take what they give me and kind of go with it um I may think a little bit deeper on certain things, but that's a I'm just not that kind of person. So I see it in comic book form and that's where it stays for me. How did you like it in comic book form? Oh, I liked it, but I like Darth Maul in anything, so it doesn't really matter. You could yeah. draw Darth Maul on a paper bag and I'd be like, it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> one yeah, side thing I, have, I noticed... I have fangirl problems. <laughs> one side thing I noticed was... Um, there was a, f- a female Mando that was kind of like Darth Maul's, uh, almost like his first right officer, right hand woman. woman. Um, <laughs> but her name was Cast, which I thought was interesting because there's kind of a popular character out there um, in the expanded universe called Jodo Cast, who impersonated Boba Fett, and he wasn't necessarily a Mando- Mandalorian, but he wore Mandalorian armor. So I was kind of thinking that was probably a probably a little bit of a reference to or at least a, a shout out to um that character or you just really want it to be no nah, it's too it's too similar in the fact that they're both wearing mandalorian armor it had to be on purpose yeah. you don't think so i'm just playing <clears throat> devil's advocate just to do it yeah well i just i figured i'd point it out <laughs> um some of the droid humor in the comic very much screamed clone wars mm-hmm. i like the scene where where darth maul is like escaping and the droids are all like basically asking each other should we chase them nah probably not you know that was kind of funny <laughs> yeah something you would definitely see in clone wars so yeah, can I, we just get right to the point of something that's kind of like whoa yeah um mother talzin is darth maul's mom <laughs> which we may maybe we should have been tipped off because of her name but yeah that kind of surprised me he, it's actually his mom not it just like mother. his mother not just the mother of the clan or, you know, like somebody that but raised him. She's actually is she the mother of all of the Knight Brothers. I, I'm getting the impression because, um, you know, Darth Maul and Savage Press were brothers. They called themselves brothers that she was probably also his mother. But I, I don't think she would be the mother of all of them. But I guess Maybe it's entirely she possible. She's a witch. Well, she's a witch, so just because she's his mother, I guess, I mean, who knows how that works. Maybe she she might have just created them out of something, you know? Yeah. Out of green smoke. <laughs> green smoke. Grew them from an egg. Um, <laughs> I really liked seeing Ayla Secura. Did not really care about seeing Mace Windu. Um, yeah, it was a... 
It was actually a really good comic. I really enjoyed it. I actually liked the art and all that stuff, but Darth Maul's alive. <laughs> yeah, overall it was it was good. I, I didn't love the comic. There was a lot of a lot of stuff going on. I I really wish it would have just been episodes. I think I would have enjoyed it more on the screen than in comic form. But uh, it was it was an interesting story, and I was surprised, like you were saying, Maul lived, but also surprised that Towson died. Oh yeah, you know, they Spoiler. actually killed her. They actually killed her off, which was also General or General Grievous. You know, he got the uh, the privilege of taking her out. But um, yeah, so Grievous gets all the good kills. Towson dies. Maul lives. Who knows what he's doing out there in the galaxy right now? Yeah, but um, he's but it's canon. With Ahsoka. It's all canon. So. I think him, Ahsoka, Rex, and Cody, and other characters that didn't get an ending, have they're all at a cantina somewhere, hanging out together. Well, at least we know we're going to get to find out more about Ventress with True. the uh, Dark Disciple book that's coming out. So, Right. Maybe we'll get some closure to her, but who knows? They'll probably do the same thing to us. They'll just say... She lives! <laughs> she lives at the end. We don't know what happens to her, but... So, yeah, overall... Sounds like you kind of like this one. Yeah, I did. All right. Cool. You? I liked it. Just wish I was, it was actual episodes of Clone Wars. Yeah, I think anything, yeah. But I do like that they're they're doing that, or they did that, at least in this case. I hope that we get more. I know Dark Disciple, the novel, is going to be based on Clone Wars scripts. I know that, you know, there was probably a lot of plans for other characters, you know, Cad Bane. I know we saw you know stuff about Boba Fett that had that there was a lot of concept art, but we don't know what happens you know with him. Like you said, Ahsoka. So I'm hoping that some of these stories that they had planned will find their way onto other comics under Marvel or other novels under Del Rey. Mm, but see, I'm not. I'm, I know you're kind of done with. The I'm Clone done Wars, with aren't the you? Clone Wars. I have shut the door on it. It's done. Let's be over and move on. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not there. I I really enjoy the Clone Wars. I I think there was a lot left to tell that wasn't told. And, um, yeah, I want to see more. And I think books and comics is the perfect place to do it. Yeah, I'm just not. I'm I'm done, you know. I don't know. Well, Well, before we wrap up, we should at least mention the other comic that we are reviewing. I don't think we'll get too much into it. Um Mainly, I'll just be straight up with it. I didn't like it um, at all. Yeah. For these, uh, and I'm talking about Star Wars Volume Three: Rebel Girl, it, which I can do it. Um, released on uh, October first, 2014. Writers Brian Wood, artist Estefan Creedy, maybe. Um, we've seen his work in Agent of the Empire. Um, the timeline is two months after the Battle of Yavin, and the publisher's summary is. To the shock of all who know her, Princess Leia has announced her intention to marry the prince of the remote planet Arochar? Is that a what? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Arochar. Arochar. While the rebels are losing a princess, they're gaining a new base, a safe haven from the Empire. Or are they? See, the publisher summary right there just tells me cheesy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's a good word to describe this comic, really. Um, I really haven't liked the Star Wars comics, you know, this at least this title, uh, the ones by Brian Wood so far. Um, I think this was like issues 15 through 18. Mm-hmm. And 
up until this point, I just I haven't liked them. I think the characters just don't seem like themselves. A lot of the artwork just doesn't look right, um, especially in this comic. Like I didn't even recognize the very first page. They had a picture of Leia, and I yeah, I had, you don't recognize her at all. I had no idea it was her. Like it doesn't look like her at all. Um, Luke didn't look like himself. There were some scenes that just Han just looked like a completely different person. Like I don't know. I didn't like the art. The story was super cheesy. Um, Princess Leia marrying somebody so she, they can get a base somewhere. That just that doesn't, doesn't sound like anything that she would ever do. Yeah, that's it just what, doesn't. That, sounds, seem like, that doesn't seem like her at all. It seems like something that she would be compromising her self. Yeah, and it's a big galaxy. You can't tell me they can't like find she's somewhere else. Someone she just met. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was weird. Out of character, they had uh, Wedge plays a role in this. Wedge and Tilly's. Which he just didn't seem right. Like I don't know the whole thing about it. I just don't think Brian Wood, in my opinion, doesn't get these characters, um, at least the way that I would hope that he would capture their voices. And I really haven't heard that many people say that they like his comics for Star Wars so far. So I don't think I'm alone in this opinion. But yeah, I just didn't. This one really fell flat for me, big time. Like maybe, maybe some of the worst Star Wars comics I've ever read. <laughs> I'll say <laughs> we don't typically say stuff like that, but um, I don't know. Kind yeah, of, the, kind I of feel agree. really. I mean, it just it's just mm, when I have a hard time picking it up because you know I have to do it for the show. Like that's something else. And when I'm like sitting there going, God, I have to read this because I have to review it. Like that's how I know that I'm just not not digging it. Yeah, and kind of like we were talking about how the Darth Maul comics are canon. These are still legends, and I think another problem I have and, and a hard time that I have getting into these is the new Marvel comics are literally set with the same characters, same era, right after A New Hope that these are. So it, they're very much going to conflict. So it's almost like, oh, like why am I even reading these? when those are going to come out next, you know, in a few months and it's going to c- completely retell this story again. So it takes away a little bit of my interest. Yeah, I'd agree. But even if it was, a, I mean, if it was a good story, that's one thing. And I would be more excited about reading them. But really this one, everything about it, art, the writing, the just the way that the characters, um, even the costuming of like the, the people on the planet, um, yeah, there just really wasn't much. And like some of the themes were just it almost seemed like uh the fact that she was going to marry somebody, you know, to get the base, you know, that had been done in Courtship of Princess Leia, like, you know, she was going to marry a prince to, you know, for for whatever uh thing for the new rebellion or for the new um the new republic. So it's kind of like, okay, I've seen this before. And then you have the the young prince who she's going to marry and there's an evil advisor and it's just such a, it's been done, you know, like, you know, it's kind of, kind of brought back memories of Jafar from Aladdin, you know, like, (laughs) you know, kind of that, that evil advisor that's trying to gain power. Like it's the same story, you know, you've seen it a million times. So yeah, I think we, I think we get it. (laughs) You don't like it. We got it. I don't like it. No. Yeah. I just, yeah. Not recommend. No. (laughs) But on our next episode, we're going to be talking about Legacy Volume 2, Book 4? Book 4. I am terrible with Roman numerals. Um, Book 4, Empire of One, and then Star Wars Volume 4, A Shattered Hope. 
which we just bashed volume three. So maybe <laughs> so we'll just skip that review. for some more. <laughs> um, so start reading them now so you can listen to our next episode. Um, you can find us on Twitter. We're at Star Wars Bookworms. Or not. Whoa. I can't read. Aaron, I can't read. We're at SW Bookworms. Thank you. Our email is StarWarsBookworms at gmail.com. Um, and you can head on over to Facebook, um, search for Star Wars Bookworms, give us a like over there. We do a lot of our um, kind of news updates and things on the Facebook page. So go check it out. And as always, you can leave us a review on iTunes and uh, head on over to iTunes, leave us a five star review. That's our favorite kind. And you can find Teresa on Twitter at IceColdPenguin. And you're also on Instagram. Yep. You still posting stuff over there? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Um, You can find Aaron. He is at A.V. Goins. So until next time, keep on reading. And may the Force be with you.